what Keep Kids Alive is all about. It's all about preserving relationships. That's where Tristan's Trail, that's where the name came about. Because when you wrote that grant, Tom, you came up with that name and it has totally stuck. And I think it's so fitting. I think it's good for the community to have that, the kids to have that. Tristan may not have loved running, but the reason he was out on that gravel road was for a sport. Every kid should have a safe place to run, and they don't need a whole lot. That's another thing. We've said the trail doesn't need to be 20 miles long, and maybe in time it will be, but even if you have a couple miles for them to connect to, to be off the streets is huge, and if this is a way we can get the people together again and, and, and kind of showcase that area, we're going to do it. Well, welcome to the Keep Kids Alive podcast. I'm Tom Everson. I'm the executive director and founder of Keep Kids Alive Drive 25. We're a nonprofit traffic safety education organization uh, based in Omaha, Nebraska. We're 23 years old this year. And our mission is simply to help make streets safer for all who walk, cycle, play, drive, and ride. And we're real privileged to revisit with Lisa White and Christy Nielsen and Shelly Bailey will be joining us as well today. Uh, Any of you were out there listening uh, in 2020 when they shared about the project that's happening in Trainer in honor of Tristan White. That project has continued to grow and I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm going to let them talk about what the project is and how it came to be and where it is now and where the hopes are for uh, Tristan's trail. So Lisa, I think I'll start with you, kind of get our listeners up to speed. If you could share a little bit about Tristan and his story, you know, how uh, this project in Trainer came to grow out of the gift of his life. I would love to. We lost Tristan in 2015 when he was running for wrestling out on a road. He was hit by a speeding car. And Christy introduced me to you, maybe within the next year after, and you came out and met with me and, and we talked. And one of the one of the things we talked about was what what would you want to do out of this? Like what what would you like to see happen? And I came I had a few small ideas, but then I said, you know, I'll, ultimately I'd I'd love a trail. I'd love a running trail because there's so many kids that are running where he ran and that scares me, obviously, and and it would be cool to have it in his honor, but I, you know it's not going to happen. There's no way. And and you just kind of sat back and said, and why not? Like why wouldn't why wouldn't you work to get a trail? So that was what started the whole thought about a trail. We went to a couple run to remembers, probably a one, and then decided to go for a grant from State Farm. I think you sent that to me one day and was like why not why not start working on things to make trainer safer and let's go for this state farm neighborhood assist grant and we did and we got the money for it and it was just at that time we were just looking at little things we could do to to help make trainer safer we weren't really focusing on a trail yet per se but you had also suggested um like a local chapter that maybe I don't head up, but maybe get a student group involved. And my kids were the ones that suggested the junior optimists and, and it happened. They jumped on, they, they really jumped on that opportunity to run the trainer, keep kids alive, drive 25 group. 
and it's it, it's going strong. What was it, 2017 when we started that? I I don't even remember for sure. Yeah, Shelly, if you want to if you want to jump in on that, because I know you've you've been the uh, liaison, and you probably have a better title than that for the uh, junior optimist who she does everything yeah, in the Keep Kids Alive group and all. But uh, you know, but Shelly, maybe if you want to talk a little bit about your experience with uh, working with the junior optimists and how they came to be involved in all of this. So our first meeting for that was uh, January 13th, 2017, or thereabouts. I save all the notes, so I'm kind of a organizational crazy guru. So, you know, we've had many members of the community involved and our junior optimists have always been involved. But those those members change because kids graduate and move on. But our first meeting was in 2017 and I was asked at that time to be a representative from the junior trainer women group, which I was involved in. So I joined the group and I've stuck with it. I I feel like safety has been a priority of mine, whether it's for this organization, when I was, you know, a young mom uh, wanting to make my home safe, I serve on the safety committee at school. I'm the technology director here at school. So I, I feel like safety is, you know, a, a core, a core element of my being. So it's been an honor to be on the on the committee and and to help in whatever way I can. And uh, I think that it's kind of evolved that I've been lately more of the secretary slash treasurer, just because I'm always at the meetings and I take notes and I get them sent out and can help handle and manage the funds. And I'm here with the kids. I'm now the Junior Optimist International sponsor. So I took that role over mid-year last year. So I wor- I get to work with the kids. I don't see the kids in the classroom. So this is just a way for me to connect with them. And they are just wonderful kids. The the, the things that they do is awesome. And I'm so proud of them. And and I, I certainly would echo that from my experience of the students at uh, Trainer High School and especially the, uh, the junior optimists, because they've put together so many activities to help raise awareness within the community. I know that, you know, they've done a yard sign campaign. They passed out t-shirts at basketball games. You know, they've set up booths to help educate the community at basketball games as well. And how many mock crashes have you staged at this point? Two. Two. Okay. Our last one was yesterday. Our first one was in May of 2017. And then our, our second one was just yesterday. And the purpose of the mock crashes were? You know, they're very real like events. You know, the, the sounds of the sirens and the police and all of the action that happened, they're real. They're impactful. It's moving. We actually brought in extra counselors yesterday because there are some triggers that happen with these events and they make a lasting impact. When we asked our graduating seniors last year that were in the Keep Kids Alive group, we said, what in in the last five years have we done that has made the most impact? And they said, definitely the mock crash. So we said, all right, need to do another one because this year's seniors were seventh graders. And so our target audience is eighth through 12th graders. So this year's seniors were seventh graders at the time, so they didn't get to participate. So really, when you look at it, you probably need to have them about every five years just to, to have that impact made with the, with the students. And I, I, think, we, I think we accomplished that. I, I really do. I think so, too, from what I've heard since yesterday. 
Yeah. Well, I, I think it's so affirming that when we hear from the students themselves, you know, what the impact is, because, uh, you know, sometimes as, as adults in the room, I think the temptation can be to interpret what their experience is for them without ever listening. You know, and I, I really uh, applaud the, uh, the grassroots nature of the engagement of young people in this whole process, you know, along with so many partners, because I know with your uh, mock crash with the state patrol, with the fire department, you could probably name other partners as well. Hot County, Hoy Honaski Funeral Home. We had the local auctioneer bring up his sound equipment. Um, I, I worked on an email this morning thanking everybody. And I was meticulous because I'm like, I don't want to miss anybody, but I don't also want to be a, have it a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. There was just. and it, But it was perfect. It really <laughs> did touch. Life Flight was going to be there, but sadly, they got called to Lincoln because they were really needed. Even our local bank, they our local bank donated money so we could purchase pizza and drinks and makeup and you know just our some of our keep kids alive committee members came and helped and our Pot County sheriffs and of course all of our students and a mom that played the distraught mother finding her daughter you know the city of Trainer helped you know arrow towing they provide us the wrecked vehicles they don't charge us for that. So there's, the list is endless. My, my local principal, you know, helping just align everything. Yeah, our, our local fire department, of course, they are all on volunteer basis. So we had, we had a, lot, a lot of moving parts that came together and, and made an impact. And of course, Andon, Lisa's daughter, just she spoke yesterday and that was probably the biggest impact because she got to share her story. Well, you know, two things I want to comment on is, you know, one, Shelly, you just mentioning about sharing stories because stories are so impactful and uh, they need to have a forum, you know, to be able to be shared. But also, you know, for our listeners is recognizing that if we truly want to have an impact in terms of uh, traffic safety within the community as a whole, that partnerships have to be formed. You know, it's not one single person that could create the kind of positive impact that uh, we'd like to see. You know, it really takes so many partners coming together and moving forward together. It, It really is a team approach. And so I'd like to kind of use that as a, uh, I guess, a foundation or a a stage of sorts for uh, talking about Tristan's Trail and about how the idea of that came uh, about and then how the financial support has been coming into place to help launch the designated trailhead and and, uh, hopefully the trail itself in the years to come. Tristan's Trail has, there's so many roadblocks to getting this done and our Keep Kids Alive group and trainer from the get-go, that, that's been our ultimate goal. We just figured out that second year probably that it's not as easy as we thought it was gonna be. So in 20, maybe 2018, or maybe it was 20, no, I think it was probably 2018, we wrote for another grant from State Farm, another neighborhood assist grant. And that's where Tristan's Trail, that's where the name came about. Because when you wrote that grant, Tom, you came up with that name and it has it has totally stuck. And I think it's so fitting. It, we needed a name for our project. And that, that specific project when we wrote that grant was geared towards, let's get this started. 
and it got dubbed Tristan's Trail. We were awarded that grant, so we ended up with another a second $25,000 award from State Farm. And I think at that point, that's when the Keep Kids Alive group was like, whoa, $25,000, that's a great beginning, but we're not gonna build a trail this way. <laughs> and and two, it was also hard to find people to commit to land. It, it's not quite as easy as it sounds like it should be, whatever. So that's that's been a roadblock for a while. Keep Kids Alive, also, our group also had a couple technical grants that we worked with. Oh, Shelly, help me out. I, I sometimes write these names down and then I forget with Brian Leaders. Brian Leaders with the National Park Service. There we go. We had a technical assistance grant from him. So for, for two years and granted then this started during COVID. So our meetings got nixed and, and whatnot. They don't award monetary grants. They award technical assistant grants. And he really opened our eyes to some big grants that might be available someday and other we worked on lots of other ways to make the town safe too we did a, a, a walk study through the town and identified all sorts of safety issues whatever and even talked about revamping our crosswalk system for the school lots of things came out of it but again you've got to have the money and the backing to do all that but but he did open our eyes to all the things that need to happen for a trail and there's there's so much more that needed to go into it jump forward another year because I really feel like in the past year Tristan the, the idea of Tristan's trail has really taken off now like things are happening keep kids alive group is still doing all their wonderful things and and little fundraisers still we sold trainer strong shirts earlier this year and just they're they're constantly coming up with little ways to fundraise and put money in that pot to to keep doing our safety things and then also to help this trail building along but in this past year i met up with i was actually in a pilates class i mean it was just a one-on-one i was taking pilates from wendy anderson here in trainer and we're talking and she had first of all she has a son with autism and and some other medical type issues going on and she was trying to get a splash pad in trainer like she, she just wants to do this this huge recreation type thing that's all inclusive for all ages and and to keep people safe and and you know in an area for it and it was like why aren't we working on this together we want the same thing truly not very long after we talked to trainer vision in trainer they their idea is the same too they want to create they're they're really working on ball fields um soccer fields football fields little league fields because trainer just doesn't have a lot of that and they were talking someday a trail along the outside of that land and it it made so much sense for us all to start talking together and getting something done to move forward because we really are our mission all the group's missions really are the same and so from there tristan's trail and the trainer splash pad and then an a someday all-inclusive playground called Dex, dexter's dream playground we created the Trainer Recreation and Trails Commission. We created that so that we've got like a an umbrella that, that covers us all. And we are under the, the Pot County Community Foundation, which actually the Four Corners Foundation is under that. So we're kind of considered five, a 501c3 already even, which is even more cool and another story because we've gotten some pretty fabulous money since that time too. So the, the big thing that happened, well, and it's still in the process because of paperwork, was in our discussion with Trainer Vision, 
our Trainer Recreation and Trails Commission was able to purchase an acre of land that would house the splash pad and someday the playground. And what we decided, we, we needed a starting point for Tristan's Trail because some of this is gonna, I, I've accepted it's gonna evolve. Like, I'm not gonna get my trail all over Trainer like right away, a trailhead. And in all those discussions and looking around at other trails and stuff, um, the idea of a fitness trail came up. And I think that's absolutely perfect because honestly, Tristan hated running. He was only out there because he had to be. But fitness type stuff and dropping and doing push-ups or sit-ups or you know pull-ups somewhere, that he would think was super, super cool. So this fitness trail idea is totally stuck a trailhead, a starting point with the fitness equipment, plus someday fitness equipment along the trail in bump outs along the trail. So we've got our acre of land, got some dirt work that should be happening pretty soon. Just recently received a $50,000 grant from Iowa West for this, this whole project. So not only for Tristan's trail, but for the splash pad too. And there's lots of other little things that that, that money needs to go into because obviously we don't have electrical down there. There's, we need plumbing, we need lots of things because if we're bringing people in, then we need all those little things too. And then probably the, the most emotional money that was donated was back in December when a favorite family of yours, Doug and Sherry Troop donated $25,000 to the trail. Oh my, um, I didn't even know that. Oh, you didn't? I, I'm no, super no, sorry if I didn't they're, tell they're, you. They're, you know, Doug and Sherry are being very humble because I, I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, they, they'll, there'll be a bench or something with, with Paul's name on it. There'll be something to show it. I mean, yeah, it was, it was huge. Like I had to hand the check to my son and I was like, what does that say? Because I truly was not expecting anything like Sherry had contacted me a couple times and wanted to know where to send it or what was easiest. And so, yeah, that we received in December and that kind of money just about completely like, for example, would purchase the fitness stations for us. Wow. It's amazing. Uh how all of these families come together. Christy, I want to invite you in because you've been listening. Any thoughts that you might have, and especially uh, maybe sharing a little bit about your relationship with Paul and Doug and Sherry as well. You know, maybe this was uh, meant to be that Lisa set us up. That's right, because I met them because of Christy. Yeah, because sharing about that uh, incredible donation. Yeah, so I met Paul Troop. When he was a freshman in high school, I coached cross country at SCUT. And the kid had a lasting impression on me from day one. Uh, just very hardworking, very humble family. His junior year of high school, he came to me and he finished, let's say, 23rd at state. He came up to me and he said, Coach, I want to be top 10 next year. I said, okay, Paul, you're going to have a lot of work to do. Well, he worked his tail off and I did some training with him and needless to say, he was top 10 at state the next year, his senior year. When he went off to college, would always check in with me when he came home, bring me cake at my work and just surprise me. Just, just great family. And I got a text actually, which was on Tristan's birthday the year before Tristan passed. I got a text at work that Paul had been killed in a car accident um, while in Phoenix with his wife of just six months. And even remember talking to Sherry Troop that night, coming home from Tristan's um, birthday party, just learning more about, about Paul. So then fast forward, 
Tristan, of course, gets killed doing something that I do every day of my life and has been a huge part of my life since I can remember um, running in that gravel road. And I used to run on gravel roads every single day in Iowa. And um, right away, you know, Tom, I had reached out to you from, I think, Vanessa um, had said, oh, you need to get a hold of Tom about this this run. And it was pretty new. I mean, it was, you know, Tristan had just passed in November. And I think we talked in in December, actually, December or January. And I just don't know if, if the family is going to be ready to do this. And um, obviously, we all got together that that summer and, and did uh, the run. But also, I, I called Sherry right after I had talked to you, Sherry Troop, because you had told me about um, Mission in the Mountain, running up Pikes Peak. And I was like, man, Sherry would do this. Like, she'll think I'm crazy, but Sherry would do this. So then pulled Sherry into the whole thing and and got her family with the Mission in the Mountain and just keep kids alive. And then obviously quickly, she got to meet my family and, and Lisa and Greg and all the kids. And obviously they had a unfortunate bond right away. And it's just kind of grown from there. I think that they, you know, I think they always reach out to each other on birthdays and, and anniversaries, just as you do. And just another really good connection that it's unfortunate, but the people come together. Well, it's amazing, uh, Christy, and, and just listening to what you shared about how many puzzle pieces come together. Because, uh, you know, for our listeners, every year in Omaha, we have a uh, 5K uh, run walk called the Live Forward Walk and brings together families uh, whose loved ones have died in traffic incidents. It's uh, hosted at Scott Catholic High School, which is the high school that Paul went to and that Christy coached at. And uh, they donate their facility for the event. And uh, this year we're, we're scheduled for Friday evening, June 10th. So any of our listeners, uh, if you're in the Omaha area, you certainly can uh, participate in person. But we already have uh, three virtual teams that have been set up, uh, two in New Jersey and one in the Los Angeles area. So we have families that participate virtually from all over the country, and uh, you're welcome to do that as well. But that also that connection that uh, Christy made with us uh, and for us with uh, Doug and Sherry Troop, they have become incredibly active with Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 as, as Doug is now our uh, board chair for our nonprofit. So it's just amazing how, how these connections come to work, hopefully for the good of uh, so many people in so many ways. Because uh, when I mentioned the words live forward, live forward is that piece of the mission of Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 that focuses in on families whose loved ones have died in traffic incidents and really invites us to look at what good can we bring into the world in honor of the love and life of those loved ones. And uh, Tristan's Trail is an example of what has grown out of that in, in Trainer, Iowa as well. I'll just leave this open for any of you that might like to respond. Where is uh, Tristan's Trail and the trailhead at this point? I know, uh, Lisa, you had mentioned to me that uh, you have an event that you want to put together to dedicate the trailhead and was wondering how that, that event is coming along as well. Yeah, Christy would best be able to discuss that because when the whole idea of a, well, and Shelly too, because 
Shelly's going to fall into helping with that too. She can say she's not, but it will happen. It, oh, it she happens. <laughs> she's always like, I'm going to pass, I'm going to pass it on this time, but she just gets caught up. Uh-huh. Um, it's see, I mean, even though, like I said, even though Tristan hated running, the fact that we're doing a trail and even if the full trail's not done, we've got the okay to, to run wherever on trainer vision, create whatever path we would want. We decided in the Keep Kids Alive group that we wanted to do a run, a, a run that would be a fundraiser and also occur right after the trail opened or the trail had opened. And there's always lots of kids that want to help with it, but we were like, we need some experts in the in that field people that have some connections and some opinions as to how they would want it to run. And one of our members, he's actually a state farm rep too. Um, Judd, how do you say his last name? Canispel. Thank you. Yes. I always say it wrong or I I struggle. Um, And then I was like, well, my sister would, she will definitely have opinions too. And of course, Judd and Christy know each other from the running community. And so, yeah, Christy can I mean, it's, we're just getting started, but we've kind of got a tentative date and, and some things going on. So, yeah. So tentative date, I think we kind of, we met last week and we're hoping July 16th, a Saturday morning. And really, like I said, you know, we start small, but what a great way to just showcase that area, bring in a little bit more money for the trail and just kind of bring people together again. And Jed and I have, of course, all these crazy ideas and a lot of connections, which is nice. So big or small, whatever, however we start the first year, I think it's good for the community to have that, um, the kids to have that and just start. And again, you know, Tristan may not have loved running, but the reason he was out on that gravel road was for a sport. And if they can make that safer, um, we've said it a million times. I mean, Lisa, Greg, me. All of her kids. I mean, I, we ran on those gravel roads. That was the gravel road. If there was one gravel road that we all rode, it was yeah. under the trees. That was the you road. have a tree run today. And that was yeah. two miles or something. I under don't the remember. Trees. But yeah, that was, I mean, that is anybody anywhere near Trainer Iowa knew that that was where kids ran. And I mean, I'll tell you, there was, not, there was not a day of my life that I was scared out there. I mean, there was, one of my friends was afraid of dogs, but I, I never worried about a person or anything. And and those kids shouldn't have to worry about it. And one of my pet peeves always is, we'll run around the track. Okay, go run four miles, go around five miles, go run six miles around a track. It's not healthy. It's not good. Um, it's they should boring. Have a safe place and boring. <laughs> Every kid should have a safe place to run. And they don't need a whole lot. That's another thing. You know, we've said the trail doesn't need to be 20 miles long. And maybe in time it will be. But even if you have a couple miles for them to connect to, to be off the streets is huge. And if this is a way we can get the people together again and, and, and kind of showcase that area. We're going to do it. Thanks for sharing that, Christy, because, uh, you know, one of the things that it makes me think of right now, I'm glad it's in July because for Keep Kids Alive Drive 25, you know, in the local area, we can help promote that and, uh, you know, hopefully get more runners and walkers out there to help dedicate the trailhead and to get a little good exercise in. But also you had mentioned Judd and Judd being a state farm agent. And I'd be remiss if uh, I didn't echo a little bit of what Lisa had shared earlier about state farms generosity and helping to get this thing off the ground. For our listeners, if you don't know, every year state farm has uh, neighborhood assist grants that they uh, donate to communities. And uh, it starts out with, I believe, taking uh, 2000 applications for potential projects. And their team winnows that down to 200 projects. 
then uh, the voting starts. I think it was via fa- Facebook that we did the voting and the top 40 projects that received the most votes received the $25,000 grants. And you think about Trainer, uh, Trainer's a town of less than a thousand residents, correct? You know, and, you know, how does Trainer, Iowa, you know, stack up against, uh, you know, a big city project, you know, from somewhere in America where there are a lot, a lot of people who can get out and vote and all. But I think that uh, the community nature or the communal nature of uh, this whole project really stands out in getting those State Farm grants because, I know the the White family, Christy, you've connected with families all over the country that we were able to uh, connect with because of our Live Forward initiatives. And uh, we had people voting in Idaho and California and Wisconsin and just all over the country. And and it was that kind of support that really helped a small town be able to get this whole project uh, off the ground. You know, for anybody who's edified by, uh, I guess, the best of... uh, uh, the spirit of community, you know, whether that be in the local community or where we think about community across the country, you know, we should all be heartened by that, you know, that people are willing to support that which brings good into the world. And uh, you know, I'm so grateful that, you know, all of us have been able to connect because of that goodness as well. A lot of things have come out of our organization. And, and one of them is the involvement with the city. We have a new city administrator who's very involved and the sidewalk issue here in Trainer, you know, kids still for cross country run on the streets. They typically kind of run down on the eastern side of the neighborhood, but there's not a lot of sidewalks there. One of the things we've done with our funds from the State, State Farm um, grant is to buy vests from Nathan's Running Gear. And so the kids, you know, can be seen and because and, a lot of times they're running early in the morning when it's still dark. But our city administrator recognizes that sidewalks are an afterthought in these in our housing projects. So his push will be to get sidewalks so that, you know, we can safely if we're walking or running or whatever, we have sidewalks to do that on, too. So there's there's just been it's really just been a snowball effect. Um, so there's been a lot of good that has come from the local Keep Kids group and, and just all of the initiatives to, to, to make it safer here. I love I love the Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 mission statement. It's it's truly what we live by here, too. Well, thank you. Uh, and Shelly, it, it does remind me, too, that it's probably 40 years ago or so now that uh, there was a study. It was actually a sociological study done about what connects neighbors in communities. And uh, they were two big factors. The biggest one was sidewalks. And the other one was front porches, which aren't so common on new houses anymore. You know, but if we think of older neighborhoods in just about any community that uh, the front porch was pretty prominent and you could walk down the sidewalk and say hi to your neighbor and (laughs) strike up a conversation. And so, you know, for our listeners out there who... uh, maybe are attuned to uh, infrastructure concerns and how those play a role, a big role in uh, creating safe environments for uh, those who walk, especially. But also, you know, to me, it creates a safer environment for people who are driving. We're having these designated spaces. And that's why, you know, to me, the trail is so important is in creating that designated space that uh, is a benefit to everybody in the community. We're hoping that for this, our July 16th event, that, you know, there's a space that we can, those that decide to walk, because not, not all of us like to run, 
But those that can walk will have space on that side of the highway near the trailhead to complete a one mile walk where the rest of the fanatics will be able to run. I, <laughs> I appreciate Christy and Judd's input because like I said, I am not I, I'm not an expert. That's kind of how I felt about the mock crash. I can take great notes. I can give good, good communication. I can do marketing, whatever. But I'm not I don't don't have the first clue on how to organize a 5K run. So we just thought that'll be great that they already had some great insight site. They were already texting friends and looking at their calendars. Hey, when is, oh, can't have it this day. Right. There's another event going on. It'll affect all my friends from coming. And, you know, I'm looking at the expense and going, well, how many runners do you think we can get? A hundred? They're like, oh yeah, at least like no big deal. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, <laughs> I was thinking 50 maybe. Oh, I won't, <laughs> so. I won't be, I won't be surprised if there are hundreds out there that day. I, I'm going to put it on my calendar. That's for sure. Awesome. And, uh, and be out there. It'll be great. To, and I'm sure the troops will be there as well. What was Tristan's spark? It, that it was his spark in life that really touched you the most and that you carry with you today and that, you know, may have been the spark that kind of led to where we are now with Tristan's trail. Well, Tristan was my clown. So I'm trying to figure out how I, how I move that forward too. Cause he was, he was the jokester and the, the one that kept everything light. I did mention before this whole, the fitness aspect of it is it's very much Tristan. Like he would be so super excited to have, like he would, he'd be willing to run the trail because the fitness equipment makes it so cool. He, and I'm not exaggerating, there would be nights where we'd be sitting in the room watching TV. He'd walk through, he'd drop down onto the coffee table and start doing push-ups. Oh, remember how mad he would, he would get when I'd have Livy do them and Livy would do more than him and he'd be so mad. Why do you think she's stronger and than me? Yes. She's tough. Yeah. He didn't want to, didn't want to be outdone, didn't want to be outdone, especially by sisters. And he had that very, yeah, that very competitive piece in him. And maybe that's what sparked the random push-ups. but he would, he'd walk through the room and he'd just drop on the coffee table and start doing push-ups, or he'd, you know, lay down and do sit-ups in the middle of the room. Our kids also, when they got in trouble, we made them do push-ups. So <laughs> maybe we did like if, if they were in, it was a couple kids jobs every night to do like, take out the garbage and clean the kitchen. <laughs> Cause mom or dad probably made dinner. And um, if they would screw around long enough or not get things done, I've got pictures where they're all dropped doing pushups because, because we didn't know what else to do with them when they didn't listen. <laughs> the problem is, is they all kind of ended up liking to do them. In the beginning, they didn't though. You had Mr. Winkler for a teacher, right? No, he was, he was maybe the, okay. He was maybe the football coach still when I was in elementary school, maybe, but. okay. But, he made us I mean, do push-ups if okay. we were in trouble. Well, that's and and then we'd make them run too. I mean, if they if they left their shoes, that was the big thing. If you can't put your shoes on the shelf in the garage and you leave them where I trip over them, then you run laps. And so there were lots of evenings where they ran laps outside of the house. And I'm sure at some point he was like, "That's fine. Give me give me 15 push-ups. I don't care. I'll continue to not do the dishes." And it was partially driven because he felt like he was so small, like. The, every day he would come up and he would put his hand up to mine and be like, is my hand bigger than yours yet? Because he just hadn't hit that growth spurt yet. And as a freshman, he was 106 mm -hmm. pounds on the football team. He was one of the smallest guys and 
he didn't really get any varsity time and I was a-okay with that because when I looked at those 250 pound kids out there I was like I do not want my son out there with that and so he was super driven by you know weights and by body mass <laughs> exercises to get bigger and and you know build some bulk and so like when I hear about these fitness trails and I look at different ones and whatever I'm like yeah he would truly be thrilled with this he would think it was the bomb and I and I'm hearing that from other kids too because I Shelly, Shelly helped me with this as well. And so did our strength and conditioning coach. We're starting to look at what fitness pieces we want. And I was like, well, I could pick out 15 that I want, but it's not for me. It's it's for the much bigger picture. So between Shelly and then Coach Lovely here at Trainer, they, they pulled, oh, so many, so many students on what kinds of fitness equipment they would be looking for. And granted, there was some overlap, like the gliders and the sliders and the ellipticals, they wanted all of it. And I was like, no, we can't have all of those. We can have maybe one, but it's a, it's a running trail. So we don't need four cardio pieces of equipment here. But I, I want it to be something that Tristan would think is super cool. And I'm hearing, I'm hearing from these other kids and from the coaches and things that I think the fitness equipment piece is going to be a hit with all of them. Well, I think even on top of that, like you said, you know, he was a lighthearted one do something that makes people happy and makes people get out and enjoy being outside. And I think that's a huge thing. I mean, he would want something that people are getting enjoyment from enjoying outdoors, which he was a huge outdoorsy kid. What better way to just keep that whole thing alive for him? I mean, I think that's, that's a huge part of it is just getting people together and outside and moving, which is better for everybody. Right. And that, and I mean, that's, you've summed that up perfectly. Like the whole goal of what we've got going on down there on that little acre of land is exactly that. We, and, and to keep it all inclusive too. I mean, that's the other push is we want all family members to be able to do it, all ages to be able to do it. And, and you're out there safe off the road. Everybody's being safe and doing it. And if, and if some of them are doing that stuff there, Another kid, you know, another family member might be over there playing a game on the little league field or whatever. We just that whole entire space, vision trainer with with our group, whatever. It it's just this huge move to try to have a safe place for the whole family to to be hanging outside and having a good time. I was thinking a couple of things as I was listening to you share about Tristan Spark, and you know, one had to do with parenting because. Uh, a lot of times parenting is about coaching <laughs> and I figure any, uh, anything that a coach would do that would, might be perceived as a disciplinary action, if it helps to make the, the person a better athlete, <laughs> you know, like doing those push-ups or sit-ups or whatever. But I was thinking too, my gosh, maybe it would have worked better with Tristan if you had told me you're not allowed to do push-ups. Right? You know? <laughs> it probably did get to that point because he really that's your that's your consequence. Right? No if you don't do these he dishes, really, once he started, boy, it just and and what's so weird now and it's kind of deja vu is our youngest son Kale does the same freaking thing. Like none of the other kids, the girls never did that. As good as they are, well, Livy might have. But Kale does the same thing. He can walk through the living room and the other night I look over and he's dropped down on the ground doing push-ups. It's, <laughs> it's so weird. Well, it, it reminds me uh, of uh, a quote that my mom had on a little plaque in our kitchen when we were growing up and I have it in our kitchen now. But it says, to live in the hearts we live, leave behind is not to die. You know, I think that Tristan Spark is certainly in many hearts you know, is really helping to drive so many and trainer forward. And, 
you know, many who didn't know him personally while he uh, was living and breathing on this earth. And yet they're affected in so many positive ways by that, that spark, you know, that comes from the heart of who he is and how you carry that spark forward uh, in the trainer community as well. So uh, I'm really grateful for, you know, his gift. I think it's time to sum up in everything. So if there are any last statements that you want to make, uh, and I, Shelly definitely has one. So she, go ahead, Shelly. Well, I would just wanted to share where people can find more information. Sometimes okay. it's hard to like, how do you spell Potawatomi again? Okay. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so if someone goes to Facebook and searches for Tristan's Trail, and that's T-R-I-S-T-A-N apostrophe S, trail there you can find links in that web page or that facebook page to uh the potawatomi county foundation and the stories that have been appearing and are just you know a lot of it's a basically a news source so a great place to find that information um from there you might find links to our splash pad and our local keep kids alive drive 25 organization and the dexter's dream and the t so the t is the vision trainer group property and that's on 92 uh just to the east of the Zion Church in the cemetery property. So a lot of people say, where's this? Like what? I have no idea. They would see a sign on the highway that would say the T. So um, that's physically where it's located and where you can find more information online. You know, I, I hate asking. I'm so, I'm not good at asking for donations and money and financial support and whatnot, but that's truly what we're gonna need in order to get the trail done. The Keep Kids Alive group continues to do their, little, their, their small fundraisers and that really sustains them and their mission because their mission is bigger than just making a trail. They're really trying to, ta- to constantly come up with ways to remind the community how we can be safer. And so sometimes it's just let's buy 50 t-shirts and we're going to give it out as awards to our trivia night. They, they, like they had a table with trivia a couple different times at basketball games and the winner got t-shirts. But in order to, to make this trail a completed reality, like fundraising is needed. We've we've had some good luck with grants and we're continuing. We're pursuing some grants right now. A couple other big ones in Iowa just came up that we've got our eye on as well. But, you know, that takes time and, and we're looking at the really big picture there. We're considered a 501c3 underneath the, the Four Corners Community Foundation, which is it's a trainer based foundation. Um, they recently changed their name, but they sit under the Pot County Foundation. And because of that, we are considered a 501c3, or at least the tax deduction type things that it ha- you you kind of give it to the Pot County Foundation and then it's earmarked for our project is how that happens, I guess. But we are also in the process of becoming our own 501c3. So the um, Trainer Recreation and Trails Commission will 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 be our own 501c3 here pretty shortly. That way we don't have to confuse people with go to this and go under this and whatnot. We appreciate any financial support, you know, if somebody's looking for a worthwhile place to donate. And we're also starting to look at that in-kind kind of stuff. We're looking at it that for the race and we're also looking at it for for getting stuff done with the trail. Like I've already had the football team offer to come and put fitness equipment together when it comes. And I have no doubt they will step up and and get it done. But I know there's other people sometimes out there looking for those opportunities and oh boy, will we have some later this spring, hopefully. 
So if, if uh, any of our listeners would like to make a donation at this time, let me know the two places they could go are. The easiest thing to do is to go to the Pottawatomie County Community Foundation. And then underneath, like underneath or within them is the Four Corners Community Foundation. And once you find their page, we're listed underneath, like as one of their projects. Well, super. Uh, it kind of reminds me, uh, you know, Iowa is so well known for being the home of the field of dreams. And, you know, to me, this is certainly an extension of, uh, of that field of dreams. Well, I, I always appreciate Tom, the chance that you think of our family and, and think of um, what we've got going on, because I, I always appreciate a chance to talk about Tristan. So, Well, thank you. I guess one of the best blessings or graces of Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 for me is that uh, my family keeps growing. You know? And uh, you know, that I feel like I have family all over the place. And that's a good thing. And so much good happens because of the relationships that uh, we've been able to forge over the years. And I look forward to seeing uh, the reality of Tristan's trail come into being when we have that five or 10K where it's like, wow, it's, it's on the trail itself. That vision that uh, we talked about in early 2017, you know, slowly but surely it's, it's happening. And uh, I want to thank all of our listeners. I had mentioned earlier, uh, June 10th marks the 11th edition of the uh, Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 Live Forward 5K Run Walk. It's held at Scott High School here in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and you can create a virtual team as well. You can find an easy connection to register to create a team at keepkidsalivedrive25.org, or if you want the shortened version, it's just kkad25.org. And you can uh, register there. And if you have any questions, you can just email us off the website and be glad to uh, follow up with you. So thank you very much. Please visit kkad25.org to find out how you can support Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 and get involved by following on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, it's about kids. It's about safety. It's about caring. It's about time.